This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29,950 MHz per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, you are listening to the news on Radio Romania International. I am Vlad Palku. Let's look at the top stories. The Romanian government is expected to approve and submit to Parliament a draft law on ratifying the NATO accession of Finland and Sweden. The Constitutional Court has ruled against a notification submitted by USARA in opposition regarding the law on the protection of whistleblowers. And Romania's football champions, CFR Cluj, are today playing punic Yerevan of Armenia in the return leg of the Champions League first preliminary round. The government in Bucharest is today expected to adopt and submit to Parliament a draft law on the ratification of the NATO accession of Finland and Sweden. The NATO accession protocols were signed in Brussels on July 5th, and now they must be ratified by all member states. Last week, Chamber of Deputies Speaker Marcel Ciolacu said Parliament will make short work of the ratification process, and that a special Parliament session will be called in this respect. Ciolacu went on to say that the illegal and unwarranted war launched by the Russian Federation against Ukraine has fundamentally changed the security context. The status of NATO candidate countries allows Finland and Sweden to attend NATO meetings, also providing them with access to confidential information. Until the ratification process is completed at the level of all NATO member states, the two countries cannot benefit from collective defense under Article 5. The ratification process could last a year, some experts say. The Constitutional Court of Romania today ruled against a notification submitted by USERE in opposition regarding the law on the protection of whistleblowers. USERE claims the law adopted by the PSD PNL UDMR cabinet is considerably reducing the protection offered to people who signal irregularities in public institutions and raises major obstacles in securing recovery and resilience funds. The notification invokes elements of unconstitutionality, including the violation of certain commitments Romania pledged to observe upon joining the EU and the lack of clarity and predictability of some provisions. The number of COVID cases is on the rise. Over 4,000 new infections were signaled on Tuesday within the space of 24 hours. Of these, most were reported in Bucharest. Some 1,500 COVID patients are currently hospitalized, 90 in intensive care. The authorities also reported nine related deaths. We recall the authorities have reverted to daily epidemiological updates amidst a resurge in the number of COVID cases. 
According to the Romanian Border Police Inspectorate, some 9,808 Ukrainian citizens entered Romania on Tuesday, a 10% drop compared to the previous day. Starting February 10, 2022, some 1.5 million Ukrainian citizens have entered Romania. U.S. President Joe Biden has started a tour of the Middle East. The president is today expected to arrive in Israel, where he will stay for two days. On Friday, Joe Biden will meet the president of the Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas, in the West Bank. Next, he will travel to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, which will mark the first visit ever paid by an American president to this country. Here, he will hold talks with Saudi officials and attend a summit of Gulf allies. Today, President Biden, accompanied by the Israeli Defense Minister Benny Gantz, will visit an exhibition of the country's air defense network. The USA and Israel are expected to sign a strategic partnership agreement, including a joint stance against Iran's nuclear program and regional aggression to ensure Iran never attains a nuclear weapon. Romania's football champion CFR Cluj are today playing Punic Yerevan of Armenia at home, in the return leg of the Champions League first preliminary round. A week ago in Revan, CFR had drawn nil all in the first leg. Should it win, CFR Cluj will next play F91 Dudelange of Luxembourg in the second preliminary round. The team from Luxembourg knocked out the Albanian champions KF Tirana in the first round. The three Romanian teams qualified to European Conference League will go up against less formidable clubs in the second preliminary round. Therefore, Romanian vice-champions FCSB will take on the winner of the match, pitting FC Saburtalo of Georgia against Partizani Tirana of Albania. Shepsi OSK will play the winner of the match, pitting Olympia Ljubljana of Slovenia against Differdange 03 of Luxembourg. Whereas, finally, Universitata Krajowa will play KF Vlaznia Skoder of Albania, the winner of the Albanian Cup. The return legs are scheduled this month. And that has been the news on Radio Romania International. The second Omicron wave has come to Romania faster than the authorities expected. This is Daniel Bills at the microphone with a report by Daniela Budu. The number of new SARS-CoV-2 infections in Romania has doubled from one week to another, and so has the number of people admitted to hospitals and the fatalities related. Almost 15,000 new cases were reported last week and experts with the National Public Health Institute believe the number of infections will maintain its upward trend for another four, five weeks. According to Romania's Health Minister Alexandra Filo, the infection rate has now reached 12%. 
prompting authorities to report cases on a daily basis after a month when the number of infections was presented only weekly. Experts believe the new sub-variant, which caused the present wave of infections at international level and has been identified in Romania as well, diminishes the protection offered by the vaccine and the immunity given by the disease, but by and large doesn't seem to cause severe cases. The health minister recommends that people go back to the prevention measures like face covering and avoiding crowded places. He also has recommendations for those showing COVID symptoms. They can get tested by family physicians or may call the ambulance depending on the case. If they test positive, they must go into self-isolation at home or go to the doctor or the outpatient centres if the symptoms are more visible. Patients with comorbidities and more severe symptoms must be admitted to hospitals. Although many test centres have been closed down at the end of the latest wave of the pandemic, Romanians still rely on more than 4,300 locations where they can get tested, including at their family physicians, some chemists, clinics and hospitals. In the meantime, health authorities in Romania are looking for sponsors for the centres specialised in providing COVID-19 tests and treatment so that they may offer services also at weekends in an attempt to keep the new wave of infections at bay. 169 such-like centres are being functional all over Romania. At present, these medical units aren't very busy but as the number of infections is expected to rise, they must be ready to test and treat their patients. Minister Rafila recommends that anti-COVID vaccination begin in autumn, when a new vaccine is expected to become available. In an interview to a private TV channel, the minister says that the present vaccine is no longer effective against the new Omicron strains. We are now facing the second Omicron wave and the vaccine aimed at stopping the spreading is limited. We must be honest so that we may increase people's confidence in vaccination. Because if we are telling them the truth, now we can also tell them the truth every time, even when the situation isn't favourable like it is now or when it becomes favourable again, as we hope to be in autumn. According to Dr. Rafila, the new vaccine is to arrive in Romania in September. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Radio Romania International Sports Club. I'm Eugen Nasta. The month of July is entirely dedicated to international friendly confrontations, according to the rugby schedule at world level. Most of the official international competitions have drawn to a close. So the main team's head coaches can rely on their star players. That also holds for Romanian teams, where their best rugby players have been summoned for three test matches. On July the 1st, Romania took on Italy in Bucharest. The Oak Leaf Knights were overpowered in every respect, especially as regards the physical training, and were trounced by their opponents 13-45. to 
So harsh a defeat came as no surprise, though, given that Italy is one of Europe's best teams. We recall that for 22 years now, Italy has been proving its mettle in the Six Nations tournament. Then a tournament in Latin America was unscheduled for the Romanians. The national squad will twice be playing Uruguay, the team that in South America is second only to Argentina. Uruguay has already booked its ticket for the 2023 edition of the World Cup in France. Ahead of the coming tournament, Uruguay is 18th placed according to the world rankings, one notch up than Romania. This past Sunday in Montevideo, Romania played its first game against Uruguay and won the confrontation 30-22. Romania's Alexandru Bucur, Gabriel Rupano and Cristi Boboc successfully scored three tries. Rupano scored the first two, while Vladuz Popa the third one. Later on during the game, Rupano successfully converted three penalty kicks several times, which added to Romania's successful number of points. Tudor Butnari got red booked for dangerous tackling on 13 minutes, so our lineup was one player shy on the pitch. On Sunday, July the 17th, also in Montevideo, Romania will yet again take on Uruguay in the second test match on schedule. At the moment, Romania is 16th placed according to the world rankings, while Uruguay is 20th placed. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.o and on Facebook. Time next for some music. Nico featuring Cabron with their latest single.
doi Hai să uităm de uragane și ploi Hai să fim noi, hai să fim coi Hai să uităm de toți oamenii răi Hai să privim înainte împreună Noi mână în mână când plouă și tună Până fiind zile senine ca noi Diamante strălucind în noroi Hai să fim iar două suflete prinse Nu poți să stingi două făcări aprinse Nici cu oceanele cele mai mari Cu tot cu valurile cele mai tari You are listening to Radio Romania International. Society Today. Welcome to Society Today with me, Eugen Nasta. A lot has been built in Romania in the more than 30 years that have passed since the outbreak of the anti-communist revolution. However, and more often than not, construction works were carried chaotically, at once being blatantly misplaced, as tall apartment blocks were built in private residence districts, new constructions cropped up nearby listed historical buildings, or shapes and colors, randomly chosen, simply took hold of the architecture of an area. The disorder caused by all that is simply exhausting. Whether we speak about the urban areas or the rural regions, the architectural chaos has mainly been generated by the lack of a clear-cut system of standards in the construction sector. Not to mention the fact that the authorities in right turned a blind eye on the serious abnormalities perpetrated on the ground. That being said, we invite you to meet the initiators of the project themed Upstream Topolog River, Cristina and Paul Budan. For one year running, the project's stated aim was to undertake a study period, prior to preservation, of the vernacular architecture of the southern part of Ardish County's Topolog River's upstream segment. Why? Because a highway is soon to cross the region. Notwithstanding, the Budan family would like that, at least for that particular segment, The good points of the technical progress should not have a negative impact on the specificity of the area. And, if that may not also be possible, at least the locals' centuries-old way of life should be registered for posterity. Cristina Budan is a teaching assistant with the Faculty of Architecture as part of the Bucharest-based Yonminku Architecture University. She has been explaining what the upstream topolog river project actually meant. The project sought to map the entire upper part of the topolog river valley in a bit to see what could be preserved of that traditional architecture and attempt to carry a documentation of the valley to keep as much info as possible on that particular type of architecture given that a highway segment will cross the area. The Corneto Tigven segment will cut through the valley and everything will change most likely as soon as that happens. As we speak, the valley is rather quiet as there is no major roadway to cross it, so it has been preserved in a very good condition. Traditional architecture was easy to preserve in the area as well. Infrastructure changes will surely alter the structure of the villages, the development of the region, therefore, It will also have its impact on the built heritage. What experiences, what revelations did the volunteers have who worked in large numbers for the mapping of the upper part of Topolog River Valley? Cristina Budan once again. 
cum spuneam, nu e niciun drum major care să străbată valea. As I've said before, there is no major road to cross the valley to cut it through. So it has its own peace and quiet. It does have its autonomy. What's most interesting is that it functions as a whole. It is closely knit and living in that valley is something beautiful that is intertwined since the locals there are owners of the house, the pastures, the meadowland and through their daily activities they somehow keep the place together. That's what we first liked very much about it. Then there are lots of hypostases of the valley. The roads are spectacular, especially when you start losing yourself in the lateral hills. The experience is very beautiful, that of crossing the valley and how you get to reach those houses. And we found very beautiful houses. They were hard to include into categories. We even had our difficulties trying to trace several clear-cut typologies, since they are so varied in terms of expression, so that was really difficult. We ran into very beautiful porch houses of that classic typology we all associate with traditional architecture. But we also ran into walled houses with very elaborate clustering, with very refined, complex roofs. Well, it's all about a very rich expression we don't seem to pay heed to, unfortunately. It is very important for us to keep a database of all we have now and the way the valley functions together with those houses, which are expressions of the place after all. And we're also interested in creating a database with the various expressions of those houses, what shapes those houses can take, so that we can see how much variety is, in fact, in the local architecture. For Paul Boudin, the upstream Topolog River project has, apart from its practical importance, a psychological importance as well. A Bucharest city dweller, as he may be, Paul Boudin has its family roots in that valley. He spends his summers there, actually, and it is not at all indifferent to him how the area will look like after the highway will have been built. Paul Boudin. It is hard to imagine such a transformation. In a couple of years' time, the valley will most likely be a huge construction site, but when the highway is completed, and if possible, with the help of the authorities, it will develop harmoniously, we hope, ideally speaking, and also taking into account the specialist's opinion, maybe the reconditioning of the riverbanks, maybe the reconstruction of certain pathways, of certain little bridges, maybe the proposal of several local constructions, that also including buildings, which can be put to good use for the highway, parking areas, hotels, guest houses, which somehow can preserve the architectural specificity, but whilst preserving a coherence of the valley. With the help of the project, we believe we could open a dialogue where we can bring together the local authorities and the high-level ones, so that a dialogue proper can be initiated to that end, and together they can build the valley harmoniously, naturally. We hope it could influence that valley for the better, or have a beneficial intervention in that process of change. And that was Society Today. Let's now listen to Andrea Bolan featuring Edward Santa and their hit On The Way. Același rol 
Coming up next on Radio Romania International, visit Romania. Welcome to visit Romania. I'm Eugen Nasta. We're heading to Western Romania today and we're hitting Bihor County, a predominantly tourist region perfect for those who are very much into active tourism, but also for those who favor cultural and relaxation tourism. Replete with historical listed buildings, the town of Oradea attracts lovers of history and urban architecture. On the other hand, the Felix Spa Balneal Resort is one of the country's best-known such resorts thanks to its healing waters and frequent options. In a separate move, the mountainous region provides perfect opportunities for taking trekking routes in the summer season and for skiing in the winter season. Yet there's more to it than that as regards tourism in Bihor County. As of late, six mountain tourist routes in the commune of Vadu Krishuli have been homologated by the Romanian Tourism and Entrepreneurship Ministry. Therefore, Vadu Krishuli has become Bihor County's first commune to have taken responsibility for the setup and maintenance of existing mountain tourist routes. 
all the new six homologated routes have the Pestera Chalet as their departure point. The routes have various degrees of difficulty and it takes those interested between three and a half and four and a half hours to complete the routes. Adrian Dubere is employed by the Tourism Information and Promotion Center. He told us that actually the mountain area is the tourists' main attraction point. Towards the mountain area, there are five caves for us to visit, and for that, we don't need specialized equipment. The Bears Cave, the Farco Crystals Cave, the Meziad Ungurumare, and the Vadukrishuli Caves. There are guides for whom we can offer contact details upon request. For those who don't feel comfortable in caves, we extend an invitation for the Padish Karstic area, where they can admire the wild nature. Padura Krailui, part of the Apusen Nature Park, and which is a nature reserve. There are also trekking routes with a medium level of difficulty. We also have cyclotourism lanes. Also, there is a famous holiday village, Vertop. Having spent a couple of days in Orada and in the resorts nearby, in our county, you can spend two, maybe three days in the middle of nature in the mountains. Here, you can have a taste of the traditional food. In the northern side, you can visit the vine-growing area. For your information, we have a locality with 1,000 wine cellars. Here, you can take part in wine-tasting sessions. All the info on the new trekking routes, events and objectives can be found in one single place. Here is Adrian Dubere once again with the details on that. Once they hit our tourism promotion and information center, visitors are handed tourist guides about Orada and all the destinations from across the county. However, we have a dedicated guide for caves for Padura Krayoli in the Apusen Mountains, the Badish area and Vertop. We have a general guide of Bihor County. We created general guides but also specific guides for a certain tourist destination. They are edited in 12 languages, among which Hebrew, Italian, French, English, Polish, German. You have been listening to Visit Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to a new edition of this program devoted to traditional music from Romania. I am Daniel Bilz at the microphone, and today we invite you to southern Romania to meet Ioana State, a gifted vocalist from this region. But let's now allow her to introduce herself with a song from her repertoire about the beauty of childhood. Ce bine ne sta împreună când 
mergea mână în mână Ne iubeam ca doi copii Era dragostea din tâi Atunci vremea a trecut și noi am îmbătrânit Dar cât de mulți ani s-au dus, parcă n-am iubit de ajuns Dar copiii mi-au crescut, le-a venit rândul de mult Le-a venit rândul, văd bine, să iubească și ca mine Dar copiii mi-au crescut, le-a venit rândul de mult Le-a venit rândul, văd bine Ioana Stater was born in Argish County, southern Romania, and for more than 35 years now, she has performed as the front woman of the Doina Oltului Professional Folk Music Ensemble based in Slatina, southern Romania. We now invite you to stay tuned for another song with Ioana Stater. The following one is a wedding song specific to her native area in southern Romania. Și m-aș lecui de boală 
Că-n-am boală să bolesc și am boală să iubesc Și de o iubice îmi place N-are nimeni ce-mi face Că-n-am boală să bolesc și am boală să iubesc Și de o iubice îmi place Most of the songs of Ioan Astate's repertoire have been picked from various regions in southern Romania, but there are also personal compositions in the style of the traditional area in southern Romania. We now invite you to listen to a love song with Ioan Astate. During a fruitful career, Ioana Stata has reaped numerous awards in national and international festivals and performed in many countries like Germany, the Netherlands, Belgium, France, Greece, Italy, the USA, Iraq, Korea, Turkey, Croatia, Macedonia, etc. We go out today with another song from Ioana Stata's big and diversified repertoire.
Coming up next, happening in Romania. Hello and welcome to a new edition of Happening in Romania with me, Lucrămiara Simion. The 2022 edition of the tour entitled Fairy Tale Harp ends on June 29th at the Concert Hall of the Palace of the Chamber of Commerce and Industry in Bucharest with a recital starring harpist Adriana Kazaku, clarinetist Petru Pane, and pianist Oksana Korjos. The program will include various works dedicated or adapted to this formula, from Henry Purcell to Christoph Penderecki. A harp built in 1827 by the famous musical instrument manufacturer Erard began its journey in Romania almost a century ago. The tour brings to the fore an original instrument preserved in an exceptional condition, which belongs to a family with deep musical roots in Romania, the Iuscianu Korjos family. The third edition of the Fairy Tale Harp Tour started on June 16th at the Romanian Cultural Institute in London, the Georgenescu Hall, continuing on June 25th at the synagogue in Bistrița and on June 26th at the Proarte Hall in Deva. And it ends on June 29th, as I already said, at the concert hall of the Palace of the Chamber of Commerce and Industry in Bucharest. Arriving in Romania a long time ago, the instrument preserves the inscription of the first harps built by the Erard Brothers Manufactory in London, who were the suppliers at that time of the French Royal House and the Russian Imperial House. The story goes that this harp remained on the territory of present-day Romania as it was taken from a German officer at the end of World War II in exchange for a bag of food. It was transported in a cart and unloaded on the street of a village in western Transylvania, where the officer was located during the withdrawal of the German army in 1944. The project of fairy tale harp is meant to revive the musical atmosphere of the 19th century when the instrument was built. The repertoire of the artists also including pieces from the 20th century. What actually connects these three instruments, the clarinet, harp, and piano, 
is the idea to revive this jewel, the Erard double harp, an instrument that symbolizes the roots and preservation of the Romanian musical tradition in the most beautiful and optimistic way. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Bucharest Opera Festival opened this weekend on the stage of the National Opera in Bucharest with the opera Don Giovanni, a blockbuster production of the host theater directed by Andrei Sherban. Between June 24th and July 2nd, the festival brings on the Bucharest Opera stage nine opera, operetta, and ballet shows scheduled in nine consecutive evenings featuring nine orchestras, seven mixed choirs, one children's choir, two ballet companies, dozens of soloists and top conductors, a total of almost 1,500 musicians, dancers, and artistic and technical staff being present on stage, in the pit and behind the scenes for an unprecedented artistic performance. Bucharest Opera Festival has the potential to become an annual event and will offer the Bucharest public the opportunity to get to know all the institutions ranked as national operas subordinated to the Ministry of Culture, namely the Romanian National Opera in Cluj-Napoca, the Oleg Danovsky National Opera and Ballet Theatre in Constanza, the Romanian National Opera in Iași, the Romanian National Opera in Timisoara, the Hungarian Opera in Cluj-Napoca, and the Yondacian National Operetta and Musical Theatre, which are joined by the Romanian Opera in Craiova and the Maria Bieshu National Opera and Ballet Theatre in Chisinau. The Romanian Minister of Culture, Luciano Romascanu, talked about the first opera festival in the country, saying that, quote, joy and even pride are the only feelings that overwhelm me when I must talk about events organized by the institutions subordinated to the ministry, through which excellence is promoted. One such event is the Bucharest Opera Festival, which concludes the centennial season of the Bucharest National Opera. These days, we will be part of an artistic performance offered by nine opera and ballet theaters in Romania. The decision to invite the Maria Bieshu National Opera and Ballet Theatre from Chisinau, a famous cultural institution, to join our project is a natural bridge between Bucharest and Chisinau, capitals of two countries that share a single culture. Bucharest Opera Festival has the potential to become an international phenomenon that might bring the largest opera and ballet companies in Bucharest every year as well as a social and economic engine for the community. The festival industry is growing in Romania, attracting an increasingly diverse audience with an important impact both culturally and economically, said the Romanian Minister of Culture, Luciano Romascanu. Daniel Jinga, the manager of the Bucharest National Opera, said the following about the first opera festival in the country. A festival in which all the Romanian opera houses will participate with performances. This is something that has never happened before. According to Daniel Zinga, something that seemed impossible, namely to obtain the consent of all these opera theatres to come in the same period in the same space. 
became possible on the 100th anniversary of the Bucharest National Opera. Not to mention the logistical effort for the organization of the festival, because there will be nine consecutive days of performances, with nine shows and, therefore, nine sets and types of location and different lighting situations. So it seems that the impossible is possible once every 100 years, because the centennial of the Bucharest Opera has managed, in fact, together in such a short time, all these important participants' incomplete formation, said Daniel Zinga. The only opera and ballet theater from outside Romania present at the Bucharest Opera Festival is the one in Chisinau, which has a special significance in these historical moments. Daniel Zinga said that for the next editions, they want the festival to grow and to also bring on the Bucharest stage performances of the great European opera houses and not only. The Bucharest opera audience will certainly have a great joy at the end of our centennial season, and I can only hope that this festival will last, becoming a long-awaited tradition, Daniel Zinga concluded. The Romanian playwright Matei Vishniak will participate in the 21st edition of the Rome Literature Festival, which will take place between July 12th and 21st. Ahead of this event, the author participated on June 23rd in a meeting with the public at the House of Literature in Rome on the occasion of the release of the Italian translation of his volume Panic Syndrome in the City of Lights. Born in Romania in 1956, Matei Vishniak has published more than 30 plays and his plays were performed in over 40 countries. Currently, his plays are staged in more than 20 countries and are a constant presence at major European theater festivals. Throughout his career, he has been awarded numerous prizes for theater and literature. And in 2009, he was awarded the European Lifetime Achievement Award. In Romania, he is the playwright with the biggest number of plays staged and the Municipal Theatre in Suchava bears his name. And that's all we had time for in this edition of Happening in Romania. From me, La Cremera Simeone, it's goodbye now. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Mina Puslaru was one of the greatest voices of Bukovina, a beautiful region in northeastern Romania. Her diversified repertoire included a series of exquisite songs, 
depicting the beauty of her native region with its marvelous mountains and breathtaking views, the eternal universe of the Romanian village, as well as all the stages in the life of a human being from birth to death. So this remarkable artist, Mina Puslaru, who unfortunately died at the age of only 43, used to sing lively dance tunes, lullabies or military songs. Let's now listen to one of her songs in which she expresses her pride of being a lass from the Suchava County, Mina Puslaru. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15320 and 17670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>